Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Before we go to Surah Ghafir, also called Surah Al-Mu'min, it's got two names. Uh, I, I promised you, I'd, once I get this device back, I'll read off to you the hadith that has to do with the keys that unlock the treasures of the skies and the earth. So, وَقَدْ سَأَلَ سَيِّدُنَا عُثْمَانَ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ سَيِّدَنَا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَمْ عَنْ مَقَالِيدِ السَّمَوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ فَقَالْ So he asked him about the, the, these keys that unlock the treasures of the skies and the earth. So he said to him, يَبْنَ عَفَّانَ مَا سَأَلَنِي أَحَدٌ قَبْلَكْ عَنْهَا Nobody before you asked me anything about them. مَقَالِيدُ السَّمَوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ هِيَا the, the keys that unlock the skies and the earth, the vaults, the treasures of the skies and the earth are here. La ilaha illallah. Wallahu akbar. Wa subhanallahi wa bihamdihi. Astaghfirullah al-azim. Wa la hawla wa la quwata illa billahi al-ali al-azim. Huwa al-awwalu wa al-akhiru wa al-zahiru wa al-batin. Biyadihi al-khayr. Yuhyi wa yumid. Wa huwa ala kulli shay'in qadir. Tilka maqalidu samawati wal ard. Those are the, the keys, the treasures that unlock the treasures of the skies and the earth. So I'll read them to you one more time. Yes. And inshallah ta'ala, for those of you that are signed up, I'll get Abdullah to email the hadith out to you guys. La ilaha illallah, Allahu Akbar, subhanallah, wa bihamdihi, astaghfirullah al-azim, wa la hawla wa la quwata illa billahi al-ali al-azim, huwa al-awwalu wa al-akhiru wa al-zahiru wa al-batin, biyadihi al-khayr, yuhyi wa yumit, wa huwa ala kulli shay'in qadir. And you, these are phrases all of you are very familiar with, so I don't translate them, because you guys should know already, inshallah ta'ala. Okay. So with that, inshallah, we begin Surat Ghafir. Surat Ghafir, the 40th surah of the Qur'an, an unusually long surah in this sequence. The other surah is six or seven pages roughly in the Mus'haf. This one is ten, so it's a little bit longer. But the subject matter is a good summary of what we've been studying. And it, like I said, in the middle, in the heart of the surah, is actually one of the great shuhada, one of the great witnesses uh, in Islamic history, and that's the believer from the nation of Fir'aun. One of the chiefs of Fir'aun actually became a Muslim, if you didn't know. And he was holding it in for a while, until things reached a boiling point and he spoke out. And his monologue, his address, is captured in its entirety in the surah. It's one of the great places in the Qur'an where a believer's monologue is captured in this way. The only other account like this is Surah Yasin. فَعَزَّزْنَا بِثَالِثٍ You know, وَجَاءَ رَجُلٌ مِنْ أَقْصَى الْمَدِينَةِ Or مِنْ أَقْصَى الْمَدِينَةِ رَجُلٌ يَسْعَى You know, قَالَ يَقَوْمِ اتَّبِعُوا الْمُرْسَلِينِ اتَّبِعُوا مَنْ لَا يَسْأَلُكُمْ عَلَيْهِ أَجْرًا وَهُمْ مُرْسَلُونَ وَمَا لِيَ لَا أَعْبُدُ الَّذِي فَطَرَنِي وَإِلَيْهِ تُرْجَعُونَ That monologue is from him. This is why... Uh, uh, it's, a, it's a un, un, uh, like a unique opinion. I don't think any other scholar held this opinion that I know of. But Amin Ahsan Islahi, rahimahullah, the author of Tadabur al-Quran, actually believed that the two messengers mentioned in the story of Musa salam are actually Musa and, or in Yasin are Musa and Harun. And I don't know how he explained the third, but then he talks about this believer that came and spoke and he correlates it to this because the, their language is similar. Allahu Ta'ala A'lam. It is kept ambiguous from us. Hamim. This, this starts the series of Hawamim. There's a bunch of surahs that begin with Hamim, and this is the first of them. Then, Tanzilul Kitabi min Allah al Aziz al Alim. The revelation that comes over time. The, the revelation of the book from Allah. That is the ultimate authority, the all knowing. So you could say Hamim is the Mubtada, and Tanzilul Kitabi min Allah al Aziz al Alim is the Khabar. Hamim is the revelation of the book. From Allah, the ultimately knowledgeable, the, the ultimate authority, the all knowledgeable. Ghafir al-Zambi, 
unique in the Quran that Allah mentions his names in an idafa in this surah, in this way. This is unique to this surah. The forgiver of sins, ghafir al-dhamb. You know, ghafir, the fa'il form in the Arabic language means of something, to, someone to do something immediately. Fa'il is someone doing something immediately. فَإِذَا قُلْتَ عَلَى سَبِيلِ الْمِثَالِ هُوَ جَالِسِ فَمَتَى جَالِسِ الآن. Somebody say in Arabic, هُوَ جَالِسِ means he's sitting. When is he sitting? Right now. هُوَ قَائِم He's standing. When? Right now. So غَافِرِ الذَّمْ He is the forgiver of sin. Actually means he's forgiving sins as we speak. So there's two benefits here. He's the forgiver of sins. And the other, he's, the forgiving, he's forgiving sins as you speak. وَقَابِلِ tawb And accepting repentance. The acceptor of repentance, but also accepting repentance. And also, tawb here is the weakest form of the word tawb. There's tawbah, with the tamar buta, like we say, do tawbah, 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 tawbah. That tawbah, that's a tamar buta at the end, it's stronger. Then there's matab, it's also strong because of the meme. Matab. You know, فَإِنَّهُ يَتُوبُ إِلَى اللَّهِ مَتَابًا the weakest form of the mustard, the word, the word tawbah is tawb. So Allah says He even expects, accepts the weak tawbah. Even that one He's accepting. Shadid al-iqab. Intense in taking vengeance, in, taking, in bringing about consequences. Dhit-tawl. The possessor of great might. Tawl actually means ability to reach far. From tawl, which is tall. Length. So his power has a great length. So that's where you get the tawl from. La ilaha illa huwa ilayhi al-masir. There is no one to be worshipped or obeyed except he. To him alone is the final return. Ma yujadilu fi ayatillahi illa allatheena kafaru. Nobody debates about the ayat, the, miracle, the miracles of Allah, except those who've disbelieved. Fala yaghurqa taqallubuhum fil bilad. Then they're moving around in the land, their activities, their planning, their meetings, their scheming, they're going back and forth. That should not deceive you. That shouldn't overwhelm you. Allah is telling the Messenger وسلم, not only are they debating with you face to face, there's a lot of activities happening behind the scenes. There's a lot of taqallub behind the scenes. Mujadala is face to face. Taqallub is behind the scenes. And you only hear about it. I heard the chiefs had a meeting today. Or I heard they're talking to some people from Medina. Or I heard there's some other tribes getting involved. Or this or that or the other. Don't worry about it. Whatever secret meetings they're holding shouldn't bother you. This is a very powerful lesson for Muslims who love conspiracy theories. You know, they're just, oh, the, the kuffara to get us, they're holding their meetings. And they're, you know, they're, they're making plans to destroy, you know, Islam in America and blah, blah, blah. And they're, they're coming up with a Quran that's missing some ayat. And brother, what, what should we do about that? Relax. La yaghlurka. Don't worry about it. The messenger is told not to worry about it. You have your own work to do. Then nations before them called the message a lie also. So did so many groups of people. Every single one of them had a wanted to do away with their messenger. To, 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 to aspire to do something with the messenger, which can be used for, like he de she desired him, like in Surah Yusuf, or it could be they desired to kill him. It's context-based. Here, they wanted to do away with the messenger. Then also they had, they, they wanted to grab a hold of him so they can arrest him. And they, they uh, debated using false proofs. 
Jadalu bil batil. Now we're learning a tactic of disbelievers. They use falsehood in their arguments. If you're going to engage in debate with a disbeliever, you better fact check what they're saying. Because they'll make up stuff just to win an argument. So bil batil. Liyudhidu bihil haqq. So that they can put down, they can cause the downfall of truth. Dahaba is an animal that falls when it's slaughtered. You slit its neck and it just kind of collapses. Abhada to make something fall, to make something hurt and fall. So they want to see the truth fall publicly. They want you to strip on your arguments and be stumbled and stumped in the middle of a debate. And so they use any means necessary, even falsehood. By means of it, so they can, they can uh, undermine the truth. Then I took a hold of them. Then how was my vengeance and how were my, how, how were my consequences dealt out? That is how the, the verdict, the word of your master, meaning the command, the, the uh, injunction of your master, manifested against those who disbelieved. That's how it became a reality. That they would become companions of the fire. Look at the continuity of the speech. The last thing we learned in the, the end of the surah, Surah Zumar, was the angels that are going around the arsh. Now, those who are carrying the arsh. And those all around it. Continue to declare the perfection of Allah by the, by the hamd of their master. And they continue to believe in him. And they make istighfar, they ask for forgiveness of those who've come to believe. You see, in the previous surah, the believers have already entered Jannah. So there's no istighfar left to do. So all they're doing now is, But right now, they're doing hamd. But in addition, they have another job. They're, they have to do this until what happens? Until the believers are finally entered into Jannah. So for now, those same angels that were talked about in the future, for now, they continue to ask forgiveness for those who've believed. رَبَّنَا وَسِعْتَ كُلَّ شَيْءٍ رَحْمَةً وَعِلْمًا Our Master, you encompass all things in mercy and in terms of knowledge. So we're also learning that maybe they had a, they, they're doing hamd of Allah, but they have a difference of opinion on when this nation should be destroyed or that should happen or whatever other issues they know. But they know whenever they disagree, what do they come to? Our Master, you encompass all things in your loving mercy and in terms of knowledge, things we know and we don't know. So the few times the angels were quoted in the Qur'an, it's interesting that knowledge comes up. رَبَّنَا لَا عِلْمَ لَنَا إِلَّا مَا عَلَّمْتَنَا رَبَّنَا وَسِعْتَ كُلَّ شَيْءٍ رَحْمَةً وَعِلْمًا They acknowledge the lack of their knowledge. And look at this, the, the most important knowledge that we have is delivered to us by angels. So we know for a fact angels are way more knowledgeable. We know that for a fact. The angels are historical record keepers. The angels are recording individual deeds. The angels are in the closest company to Allah. We read about the arsh, they're carrying the arsh. They have access to the unseen world and the seen world. They're the ones, the angel is the teacher of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Now our teacher is Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and the angel is his teacher. So when we talk about knowledge, an advantage of knowledge, then as far as otherworldly knowledge, they certainly have an advantage. But as far as worldly knowledge, Allah gave us an advantage. So much so that when Allah asked them the names of things, they said, we don't know. لا علم لنا إلا ما علمتنا we, don't have, we have no knowledge except for what you have taught us. But in, the, in that more classified knowledge, they're way above us in knowledge. And even then they keep referring back to Allah as being the all-knowledgeable. فَاغْفِرْ لِلَّذِينَ تَابُوا Then cover the mistakes of those who've made tawbah. 
You see, in this phrase, two names of Allah in the beginning of the surah are captured together. Ghafir al-Dhamb and Qabil al-Tawb. So, maghfirah from one and tawbah from the other combined. Faghfir lil-ladhina tabu. Then cover for those who've made tawbah, who've repented. Wattaba'u sabilak. And they followed your path. Waqihim adab al-jaheem. And protect them from the punishment of the roaring flame. رَبَّنَا وَأَدْخِلْهُمْ جَنَّاتِ عَدْنٍ Master, enter them into gardens of Adn, Eden. الَّتِي وَعَدْتَهُمْ Those gardens that you promised them. وَمَنْ صَلَحَ مِنْ آبَائِهِمْ And whoever was good enough among their fathers. The gardens of Eden are up there, but maybe their, their, their fathers were good, they were salih, but they weren't exactly the Eden quality, Adn quality. So they say, if, if their fathers were in a lower level of Jannah, then why don't you enter them into Jannah in Ta'dan also with them? him and their spouses, him and their children's 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 children. Innaka antal azizul hakim. No doubt, you are in fact the one. You're truly the one that's the ultimate authority and the possessor of all wisdom. and protect them from evil deeds. And protect them from all forms of evil. and whoever was saved from evil, those evil deeds on that day, in other words, evil deeds, like we said in the previous surah, they take a physical form. They take this ugly thing and they come in front of you. So whoever is saved from having to see that on that day, فَقَدْ رَحِمْتَهُ Then he's absolutely the one that you have shown mercy to. وَذَلِكَ هُوَ الْفَوْزُ الْعَظِيمُ And that, in fact, is the ultimate success. To not have to see our evil deeds on Judgment Day is being described by the angels as an ultimate success. إِنَّ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا يُنَادَوْنَ No doubt, the ones that have disbelieved are being called on Judgment Day, that is. لَمَقْتُ اللَّهِ أَكْبَرُ مِنْ مَقْتِكُمْ The disgust and disappointment of Allah with you is way more than the disgust and disappointment you had with Allah yourselves in this world. You remember in the previous surah, when Allah is talked about, they're like, ah, can we talk about something else? إِشْمَأَزَّدْ قُلُوبُ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا Now Allah says, oh, you're disgusted, you're disappointed, huh? The disgust Allah has with you is way greater than the disappointment and disgust you had with Allah. And also here, because the word maqt includes disappointment, it refreshes our memory of la taqnatu min rahmatillah. Don't lose hope in Allah's mercy. Don't be disappointed in Allah's mercy. When you were being called continually to iman, to faith, then you continued to be ungrateful and disbelieved. They say, Master, you gave us death twice. We were ruh before Allah. And then Allah put us into this coma sleep until we were put into the bellies of our mothers and we woke up for the second time. So we were given that death way before. Before we even got here, we were given a form of death. Then we were given life. Then we're given death again. And then we'll be given life again. So that makes it two deaths and two lives. And the first experience we had is of death before we even had an experience of life. Because Allah Azza wa Jal put us to death. That's the, the, before we got here. رَبَّنَا أَمَتَّنَا إِثْنَتَيْنِ Master, you gave us death twice. وَأَحْيَيْتَنَا إِثْنَتَيْنِ And you gave us life twice. فَاعْتَرَفْنَا Then we've come to admit everything. بِذُنُوبِنَا We've come to admit our sins. All of them. فَهَلْ إِلَىٰ خُرُوجٍ مِنْ سَبِيلٍ Is there any way out from... The path, meaning the min sabil, meaning any way, any path at all that can lead to an exit, any any whatsoever. What are they saying? Yeah, Allah, you did it twice already. How about a third time? <laughs> yeah, Allah, you. I mean, you gave me death twice. You gave me life twice. How about you give me another death and bring me back up to the dunya and then round three and four? You know, 
How about another chance? ذَلِكُمْ بِأَنَّهُ إِذَا دُعِيَ اللَّهُ وَحْدَهُ That is your case. Because whenever, the case was in fact, that whenever Allah is to be called by Himself, كَفَرْتُمْ You were ungrateful, you disbelieved. وَإِنْ يُشْرَكْ بِهِ Then whenever there's any associations made with Him, تُؤْمِنُ Then you would believe. فَالْحُكْمُ لِلَّهِ الْعَلِيِّ الْكَبِيرِ Then the ultimate governance and decision lies with Allah, the All-High, Al-Ali, the Great, Al-Kabir. He is the one who keeps showing you his miraculous signs. And he keeps sending down onto you provision, especially from the sky. Even from the sky. Have you ever wondered? It's coming from the sky. Who will make an effort to remember except the person who keeps turning back to Allah? Their heart keeps turning back to Allah. Then call on Allah, making your lifestyle sincere to Him. This combination of words can easily be translated, but very heavy to understand. Call on Allah once you're sincere. You should expect something from Allah when your lifestyle has changed. You, lots of people make dua. The 27th of Ramadan, have you seen any masjid empty? No masjid is empty. It's like the first night of Ramadan. It's like that. You know, people making dua. Hajj is full. Millions of people making dua, you know. But Allah says, yeah, make dua to me. But first, purify your lifestyle just for me. Mukhlisina lahuddin. Making not just a religion, your lifestyle, your business, your income, your goals, your career, your love and your hate, your aspirations, your future plans. Where, where are they as far as sincerity to me? Walau kariha al-kafirun. Even if disbelievers hate it. Disbelievers don't hate us making dua. But they hate when our life turns to Allah. They can't stand that. You know. Because then we don't do what they want us to do. وَلَوْ كَرِهَ الْكَافِرُونَ رَفِيعُ الدَّرَجَاتِ The one who possesses the, the great height of all levels. And the one who raises to the highest levels. رَفِيعُ الدَّرَجَاتِ also means مَرْفُوعُ the one elevated, but in and of himself. Marfu' would be someone raised him. Rafi' he's in and of himself, so high, above all levels. Dhul Arsh, the, the possessor, the owner of the throne. Yulki ruha min amrihi ala man yasha. He casts the ruh. He throws the ruh from his command on whoever he wants. Ruh has been translated by some here, understood by some here as revelation itself. Like one of the names of revelation is ruh. Others say, no, this is the angel Jibreel. He sends him down, he delivers him, he throws him down to whoever he wants among his slaves. Then others say, no, this is the ruh, meaning the ruh is taken every night, and then he sends it back down to whoever he wants among his slaves. So there's three ways of looking at the word ruh. Min ibadihi, from among his slaves. But the popular one is that this is revelation. The angel Jibreel, who brings about revelation. لِيُنذِرَ يَوْمَ التَّلَاقِ and this, this is why the end of the ayah makes more sense now. لِيُنذِرَ يَوْمَ التَّلَاقِ So he can warn of the meeting of the most power, the day of the most powerful meeting, talaq. From liqa, the ta is for, for mubalagha here, in talaq. So the original word is uh, uh, talaq, laqa yulaqi. يَوْمَهُمْ بَارِزُونَ The day on which they're going to be face to face. لَا يَخْفَى عَلَى اللَّهِ مِنْهُمْ شَيْءٍ Nothing is hidden against Allah from them. Nothing stands hidden. لِمَنِ الْمُلْكُ الْيَوْمِ the question is asked then day, that day. Whom does kingdom belong to today? Lillahi al-wahid al-qahar. To Allah, the only one, the one that can't be denied, al-qahar. Al-yawma tujza kullu nafsin bima kasabat. 
Today, every person is going to be paid every single thing that they earned, whatever they earned. لا ظلم اليوم. There is absolutely no wrongdoing whatsoever today. إن الله سريع الحساب. Certainly, Allah is quick in taking the entire audit. وأنذرهم يوم الأزفة. Does your Mus'haf say Azifa or Azifa? Azifa? Azifa. There's a typo in here. وَأَنذِرْهُمْ يَوْمَ الْأَزِفَةِ And warn them on the, the day of Azifa. Azifa is about, the, you know, when the, the, a really short amount of time. And when you're, suppo- when you're about to miss a ride, you know, you don't have much time. Like your flight is about to leave. That short span of time is Azifa. So it's eventually going to come and it's getting closer and closer to you. yawm al-azifa? Azifa. So it wasn't a typo. Okay, thank you. Anzirhum yawm al-azifa. The day on which the azifa, the really close, the, the day on which the departure is happening very quickly. Idil qulubu ladal hanajir. When hearts are right at the throats. Now what is Allah saying? That the doors to Jannah, or the, the, you know, the, there's very little window of time for people to be separated. And it's happening very, very quickly. The commotion is happening very, very quickly. And the people are nervous. Where am I going to be? Which side am I going to be? Kalimina. They're going to be th- swallowing their hearts. <laughs> them to suppress, to put down, to swallow also. Wrongdoers are not going to have any intimate friends. Hamim from himma, warmth, fever. But Hamim also means a warm friend, a warm relationship. No one to make a case for them. Any Shafi'a that would have the influence that he should be followed. Any intercessor, anybody with influence, anybody that, whose word should be heard, won't be around for them. He knows the stealing of the eyes. He knows the stealing of the glance, al-a'yun. He's saying on Judgment Day, even the smallest things are being brought forward. Among in- included which is you kind of took a look and went the- looked the other way, and you kind of glanced and you looked down, that's captured. It's on record. Ya'lamu khainat al-a'yun. This muscle we have in our eyes, it's so easy to move around. So easy to misuse. Allah says, I see every single, like nobody else saw you look and you looked. And you looked down before somebody looked back at you. He knows it. And it's not just looking at inappropriate things, it's rolling eyes. Parents are yelling at you, you're looking down but you're going. You got that look. He knows. And whatever chests keep hidden inside of them, on top of that. Wallahu yaqdi bil haqq. Allah, in fact, He passes the verdict with justice, with truth. Those who are calling on other than Him, they don't judge anything. Certainly Allah Himself, He is the ultimately hearing, the all-seeing. Didn't they go around in the land? Didn't they look for themselves the outcome of those who used to be way before they were? كَانُوا أَشَدَّ مِنْهُمْ قُوَّةً They used to be so much more powerful than they are. وَآثَارًا فِي الْأَرْضِ And even in the remnants, the traces, the ruins they left behind in the land. When you think of ruins of an ancient nation, which nation is number one that comes to mind? Fir'aun and the, you know, the ruins, the world famous ruins. وَآثَارًا فِي الْأَرْضِ فَأَخَذَهُمُ اللَّهُ بِذُنُوبِهِمْ And Allah get, grabbed them because of their sins. 
There was not a single one to protect them or any to offer any kind of protection to them. Waq from waqiya. Like we say, quwa anfusakum wa ahlikum nara comes from the same word. Waqiya yaqi wiqayatan fahuwa waqin. So makana lahum min Allahi min waq. There's not a single protector that they're going to find against Allah. Zalika bi annahum kana ta'tihim rusuluhum bil bayyinat. That is the case. That, that happens because messengers used to come to them with the clearest proofs. Fakafaru. Then they were in denial. Fa'akhadahum Allah. Then Allah grabbed them. Inna Allah, inna Allah. Oh, sorry. Innahu qawiyun shadidul aqab. Certainly he is mighty, intense in taking re- uh, revenge, and also intense in bringing out horrible consequences. Aqab. Walaqad arsalna Musa bi ayatina. No doubt we had sent Musa alayhi salam with our miracles. Wa sultanim mubin and a clear authority. This is you know Allah said to him, uh, you know, najalu lakuma sultanan falayasiluna ilaykuma in Surah Al Qasas. We're going to give you an authority as a result of which they won't be able to reach you. They won't be able to get to you. So now Allah says we, we sent him with an authority ila Firauna wa Hamana wa Qarun. Firaun, Haman, and Qarun. That's interesting. Qarun, the sellout from Bani Israel that we read about, is bunched together with them because he was working for them. Faqalu, and they all had the same propaganda because it was coming from the same State Department. So, Sahirun Kadhab, he's a magician that con- continually and perpetually lies. Then, when finally the truth came to them from us, Qalu, they said, Uqtulu abna alladhina amanu, first phase. Kill the, the children of those who've come to believe. Ma'ahu. So they used to kill children every other year anyway, but a new verdict was passed. Every one of those who believes now in Musa, even if you have a hint that he believes in Musa, kill their kids. Ma'ahu. Wastahiyu nisa'ahum. And let the girls live. Wama kaidul kafirina illa fi dalal. And what, what was going to be the plot of disbelievers except that it was going to go to waste? It wasn't going to come to anything. Meaning this entire scheme and this entire elaborate plan. You know the Prophet is told, لَا يَغْرُرْكَ تَقَلُّبُ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا فِي الْبِلَادِ Their activities, their meetings, their verdicts, you know, their sanctions should not worry you. And now Allah tells the story of here's something that happened behind the scenes that's way more intense than anything you'll see. They passed a verdict that anybody who believes, kill their boys, kill their children. But their plan was going to go to waste too. وَقَالَ فِرْعَوْنَ ذَرُونِي أَقْتُلْ مُوسَى Fir'aun finally said, okay, fine, let me kill Musa. Let me explain this to you. Fir'aun, there's, uh, if, if we take the Israeli accounts, then there's actually two Fir'auns. Fir'aun is a title. It's not the name of a person. It's titles. Ramses the first, the second, the third, etc., etc. Okay? Fir'aun, at the time when Musa was young, and he, he washed up at the castle in Asiya, her husband was the older Fir'aun. By the time, all these years later, he gets older, and then he goes away, and at least eight years he's gone, then he goes up to eight to ten years he's gone, and then he goes up to the mountain and he comes back to Egypt. By that time, that older king had retired, if you take the Israeli accounts, and he had passed governance on to his son. So even though he was still around, he had passed passed on the, the, the baton to his son, who was raised almost as a younger brother to Musa alayhi salam, in his childhood, Ramses II. So he was, they, they had a very close relationship. So when he came back and spoke and challenged Fir'aun, that's the younger brother. If we, again, if we take the Israeli account. Now, in this conversation, because he had a soft corner for him, 
He tried to play hard cop with him and be tough with him, but when it came to love, وَأَلْقَيْتُ عَلَيْكَ مَحَبَّةً مِّنِّي We had put a special love onto you from me. He wasn't able to just come to the verdict that we should kill him. In, in Surah Al-A'raf, we learned that the suggestion came from the chiefs of Firaun that we should just kill Musa and be done with the problem. But Firaun wouldn't listen. Firaun couldn't do it. Then we saw that when he, even before, they didn't, the chiefs didn't like him even before. So when he almost killed, or when he killed the guy by mistake, and the man came running from the castle, he said, The chiefs are already planning to kill you. Even though it didn't come from Firaun, it came from the chiefs, you see? Because Firaun wasn't ready to kill him. So the father and son both had a soft corner for Musa But when things got to a boiling point, then, and his chiefs kept saying, look, you're looking a little soft. You have a soft stance on national security. I don't know if we can trust you with you know, national threats because you seem to be soft on the enemy. So eventually to, to display his strength, he finally had to say, Dharuni Aqtul Musa. Now, Dharuni, interesting word. Dhar, it only comes in command form, even though it's Wadara Yadharu. It only really comes in the mudara or mostly in the command form in the Arabic language. And Allah uses this, this, uh, this phrasing later on in the Quran, Dharni waman khalaqtu wahida. Leave me. Now to help you understand it, to, to let me do something, let me kill Musa. I don't know if your translation says something like let or allow, right? Allow me to kill Musa or let me kill Musa. Now let me give you a scene. There, you're playing basketball. And you went up for a three-point shot, and as you're going up for a three-point shot, the guy playing defense on you kicked you in the stomach. You fell to the ground. You're really upset. You're about to fight with him, and your friends hold you back. And you say, let me, let me at him. Dharuni. Let me go. Or let me take care of this guy right now. You're not asking permission when you say, let me take care of this guy right now. You're saying, you guys stay back, I got this. Finally, Firaun, to show his generals that he's not chicken to kill Musa salam, says, no, no, you don't take care of him, I'll take care of him myself. So they say, oh, he's the man, yeah, yeah, yeah. We thought he was soft. He's going to do it himself. Dharuni Aqtul Musa. You leave it. Leave it to me. I'll kill Musa myself. Let him call on his Lord. Let him call on his God. I'm afraid that he's got so much influence now, he might even change your religions. I'm starting to see a difference in even some of you generals. I don't like it. I'm going to kill him myself. And that he will bring about a lot of corruption in the land. In other words, people are going to start rebelling against us. And we can't have that. i got to kill him myself and do away with him. Musa said, no doubt, it is I that seeks refuge of my master. وَرَبِّكُمْ and your master مِنْ كُلِّ متكبر, from every single arrogant tyrant لَا يُؤْمِنُ بِيَوْمِ الْحِسَابِ the one who does not believe in the, in the day of the accounting in other words the news got to Musa السلام, that he's going to kill him and so he said I'm, the only protection I have is Allah against any tyrant any arrogant one that doesn't believe in the akhirah وَقَالَ رَجُلٌ مُؤْمِنٌ now this guy was quiet pretty much the whole time when da'wah was going on he was quiet when Musa السلام, and Fir'aun had their first debate he was quiet but now that the verd and then the humiliation at the at the event at the public event, he was still quiet. See how things play out. But now that the the kill order has been passed, Musa is about to be killed. He can't just stay quiet now. He speaks up. 
وَقَالَ رَجُلٌ مُؤْمِنٌ مِنْ أَهْلِ فِرْعَوْنَ A believing man from the, the, the people of Fir'aun. Now Rajul is mentioned. If you don't say Rajul, you just say Mu'min, is it already a man? Sure. What's the point of mentioning Rajul? Rajul comes from Rijil, foot. Rajul means someone who holds his ground, stands by where he stands. Like a real man type of thing. That guy, that real believer who stood up, and he stood up from among the people of Fir'aun, the family of Fir'aun, يَكْتُمُ imanahu that had been hiding his faith all along, أَتَقْتُلُونَ رَجُلًا Are you about to go kill a man? أَنْ يَقُولَ رَبِّيَ اللَّهِ The one that says, my master is Allah, وَقَدْ جَاءَكُمْ بِالْبَيِّنَاتِ And he brought you all kinds of clear proofs. مِنْ رَبِّكُمْ From your master. You already know, you went to him, chiefs, and you guys told him, اُدْعُوا لَنَا رَبَّكْ Make dua to your master for us. So that he can remove these, these punishments from us. Chiefs went to Musa alayhi salam. They even know his power. Allah's power. وَإِن يَكُوا كَاذِبًا فَعَلَيْهِ كِذْبُهُ And if he happened to be a liar, then his lies can only harm him. وَإِن يَكُوا صَادِقًا يُصِبْكُمْ بَعْضُ الَّذِي يَعِدُكُمْ And if he in fact is truthful, guys, if there's even an inkling of thought in your heads that he's truthful, then some of the things he's been promising you will come and get you. Some of the things that he's, he keeps promising you. In Allah, لا يهدي من هو مصرف كذاب. No doubt, Allah, He does not guide anyone who goes beyond His limits and continues to lie. So He's saying two things. One, Musa has never gone over his limits, and he's not the the, the only one we know of excess is Fir'aun. So He's actually declaring His mutiny from Fir'aun in public, in the in in the court itself. This tells us that when that that second in, encounter happened and the magicians were killed, they were shuhada, and the entire public saw it, it, was, it even rattled some of the generals, including him. To the point where he speaks out against the kill order that was just given directly by Fir'aun, in front of him, in front of all the, all the generals. And he addresses all the generals as though he's asking for them to rise up against him and do a coup. Ya qawmi lakumul mulk al-yawm My nation, you guys have power today. Vahirina fil ard. Obviously, you're the ones dominant in the land. فَمَنْ يَنْصُرُنَا مِنْ بَأْسِ اللَّهِ إِنْ جَاءَنَا Who's going to aid us against the war of Allah, war of God, if it comes to us? قَالَ فِرْعَوْنُ مَا أُرِيكُمْ إِلَّا مَا أَرَى Fir'aun says, I'm not showing you anything except what I see. Look, I'm just letting you know. He's a threat, that's all I'm saying. إِلَّا مَا أَرَى And actually this shows us Fir'aun was, was even taking a defensive stance. He wasn't angry like, تَتَكَلَّمْ هَكَذَا مِثْلَ Sahara. You're talking like the magicians talked? He doesn't say anything. He doesn't say, I'm going to cut you up. I'm going to chop you down. I'm going to kill you. He just said, I'm just saying, this is what the fact of the matter is. In other words, now there's a debate happening inside parliament. So he's afraid. He needs to convince his generals. He doesn't have that kind of authority anymore where he could say, take him away. His, that authority, those days are gone. Those days are finished for Fir'aun. وَمَا أَهْدِيكُمْ إِلَّا سَبِيلَ الرَّشَادِ And I'm not guiding you to anything except the path of the, 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 the righteous and the goodness. Rashad, the straight path. The path that leads to the right way. وَقَالَ الَّذِي آمَنَا The one who believed said, يَا قَوْمِ إِنِّي أَخَافُ عَلَيْكُمْ مِثْلَ يَوْمِ الْأَحْزَابِ My nation, I fear for you. The same thing, the likes of which came to those other groups. مِثْلَ دَأْبِ قَوْمِ نُوحِ وَعَادِ وَثَمُودِ just like the, the outcome of the nation of Nuh and Ad and Thamud. Now he says that, now we're learning that Musa taught lessons just like, 
Just like Rasulullah taught. He taught about them what happened to Nuh. He taught about what happened to Ad. He taught about what, about what happened to Thamud. And who was, who was um, sent to Thamud? Salih alayhi salam. Who was sent to Ad? Hud alayhi salam. So Nuh, Ad, Thamud, وَالَّذِينَ مِنْ بَعْدِهِمْ And those who came after them. Now these are Arab messengers. The, the Salih, Hud are Arab messengers. وَمِنْ بَعْدِهِمْ And those who came after them too. وَمَا اللَّهُ يُرِيدُ ظُلْمًا لِلْعِبَادِ And Allah does not intend wrongdoing for any of the slaves. وَيَا قَوْمُ My nation, إِنِّي أَخَافُ عَلَيْكُمْ يَوْمَ التَّنَادِ I fear for you a day in which there's going to be a lot of yelling and screaming happening from Nida. Tanad, just like Talaq. Talaq was from Liqa. Tanad is from Nida. A lot of yelling and screaming is going to be happening everywhere. وَيَوْمَ تُوَلُّونَ مُدْبِرِينَ The day on which you're going to be turning your backs and running off. مَا لَكُمْ مِنَ اللَّهِ مِنْ عَاصِمٍ You're not going to find any protector from the dangers coming to you from Allah that day. وَمَنْ يُضْلِلِ اللَّهِ And whoever Allah would mislead. فَمَا لَهُ مِنْ هَادٍ Then they're not going to find anyone to guide them whatsoever. لَقَدْ جَاءَكُمْ يُوسُفُ مِنْ قَبْلِ Yusuf had come to you people before too. You see, these are the rebels. Yusuf had a kingdom, but this was again the Egyptian people. Different kind of kingdom. But he even remembers Yusuf's legacy. Yusuf had come to you much before. Bilbayinat with clearest proofs. You have remained in doubt about what ha- whatever has come to you. Now we learn something else about Yusuf When he had a position of authority, he started preaching Islam. Before that, he, was in a, he wasn't in a position of authority. He wasn't preaching Islam necessarily. But now we're learning that he actually tried to convince the Egyptian people of Islam. Ja'akum bil bayinat. Ja'akum Yusuf min qabl bil bayinat. With clear proofs. فَمَا زِلْتُمْ فِي شَكِّمْ مِمَّا جَاءَكُمْ Then you've remained in doubt about what has, whatever has come to you. Bihi. حَتَّى إِذَا هَلَكَ Until he died. Meaning Yusuf died. Now halaka could be used as a general expression. But typically we use mata for a general expression. Halaka is used for a violent death. Halaka is used for a violent death. So we don't know if Yusuf was killed or what happened, but the word halaka is used. The Quran is ambiguous in this. And all of you, when Yusuf died, you said Allah will never send a messenger after him to us. That is how Allah misleads whoever goes over the limits and whoever continually doubts. Meaning they said, Yusuf, the kind of stuff he talked about, nobody's ever going to talk like that again. That was weird, right? He, was, he, he said things nobody's ever heard of. A one God and this and that. This was all new to Egypt. And so they said, nobody's ever going to be like him again. By the way, in doing so, what has Allah done? Allah has drawn a parallel through the mouth of the believer of Fir'aun. He's drawn a parallel between the legacy of Musa and the legacy of Yusuf there is a parallel even in the Qur'an between these two. الَّذِينَ يُجَادِلُونَ فِي آيَاتِ اللَّهِ بِغَيْرِ سُلْطَانِ Those who debate about our, our miracles without any authority, أَتَاهُمْ That He has granted them. كَبُرَ مَقْتًا عِنْدَ اللَّهِ وَعِنْدَ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا How disgusting it is before Allah and those who believe, the arguments they make that is. كَذَلِكَ يَتْبَعُ اللَّهُ عَلَى كُلِّ قَلْبِ مُتَكَبِّرٍ جَبَّارٍ Meaning imprints these vicious arguments and disgusting counters on the heart of every arrogant tyrant. وَقَالَ فِرْعَوْنَ يَا Haman. Then Fir'aun said to Haman, you know, after this, this monologue is over, Fir'aun wants to make fun of Musa religion. So he says, Haman, Ibn Li Sarhan, 
Build me a tower, a decorated tower, a beautiful tower. لَعَلِّي أَبْلُغُ الْأَسْبَابِ So that I can reach the means, one level after the other. أَسْبَابَ samawat, The means of the sky, the layers of the sky. فَأَطَّلِعُ إِلَىٰ إِلَٰهِ مُوسَىٰ So I can climb up and discover for myself and reach up to the God of Musa. وَإِنِّي لَأَظُنُّهُ كَاذِبًا And I, I pretty much assume him to be a liar. Meaning, why go up to a height to talk to God? Because that's what Moses did. Musa went up to a mountain to speak to Allah, as I mentioned to you before. So he's mocking it. وَكَذَلِكَ زُيِّنَ لِفِرْعَوْنَ سُوءُ عَمَلِهِ And that is how for Fir'aun, his most ugliest of deeds were beautified for him. And he was obstructed from the path of Allah. He was kept from the path of Allah. And what, what was the plan of Fir'aun going to be? Except something that would fall completely into paralysis, into destruction. This is tabab. Same, same word. To be paralyzed, to not be able to do anything, to be destroyed. يَا قَوْمِ اتَّبِعُونِي أَهْدِكُمْ أَهْدِكُمْ سَبِيلَ الرَّشَادِ And the one who believed said, my nation, believe me, follow me. I will guide you to the nation, that, the path of guidance, the path of, uh, of uprightness. See, Fir'aun called it سَبِيلَ الرَّشَادِ He says, no, سَبِيلَ الرَّشَادِ is with me. He's directly opposing him now. يَا قَوْمِ إِنَّمَا هَذِهِ الْحَيَاةُ الدُّنْيَا مَتَاعَ My nation, worldly life, it amounts to nothing but just temporary utilities. And the afterlife, it is the ultimate place where you will remain. And it's the place where relaxation really happens. Whoever does any evil deed will not be compensated with anything but the likes of it. إِلَّا مِثْلَهَا Just like it. وَمَنْ عَمِلَ صَالِحًا مِنْ ذَكَرٍ أَوْ أُنْثَىٰ And whoever does any good deed among male or female, وَهُوَ مُؤْمِنْ And, he, and he, while he's a believer, فَأُولَٰئِكَ يَدْخُلُونَ الْجَنَّةِ Then they're the ones that are going to enter Jannah. يُرْزَقُونَ فِيهَا بِغَيْرِ حِسَابٍ They'll be provided in it without any limits. All of this is a monologue from this one believer. How does he know so much? He knows about Jannah, he knows about previous nations, he knows about good deeds being compensated. He's been listening to Musa alayhi khutbahs. He's been listening to his speeches all this time, he's learned well. So much so that he's ready to speak. And so this also has another very important lesson in it for us. How much knowledge do you, are you supposed to have before you can speak on behalf of Islam? People say, I don't have a lot of knowledge, I shouldn't say anything. Right? You've heard that before, yeah? right? Until I have a lot of knowledge, I shouldn't say anything. Well, well, there are some things that anybody should be able to say. Things that have to do with Iman. Allah, Jannah, the consequences of our deeds. Immor speaking out against immorality. Speaking in support of messengers. Every Muslim has, has the obligation to speak up on those things. You can't say, until I'm a alim, I shouldn't say anything. This guy's taking public, is in a public place. He's given a speech, he's given a khutbah, he's giving a lecture. Over what he's heard, he's a new Muslim who's just heard a couple of speeches. You don't have to have impressive knowledge. You don't have to have like a degree in Arabic and in tafsir to speak the truth. The truth of Islam is straightforward, anybody can understand it. A guy comes running from the far end of the city and says, you should follow the messengers. He's giving a speech. What credentials does he have? He's just heard a message. The magicians... 
finish, they, when, they, when they're overwhelmed, they give a speech. They speak up. So you, you, you and I have to speak the truth. Now, not, academic discussions, fine. That's something else. But speaking the truth is speaking the truth. And you can say, I'm not a alim, I shouldn't say anything. No, 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 no. no. That, that's not how it works. That's not how our deen works. My nation, you think something's wrong with me? What is wrong with me? I'm calling you to rescue. I'm calling you to save yourselves. And you're calling me to fire. You're calling me to disbelieve in Allah. It's like some of his friends got together, the other generals, and said, what's wrong with you, man? Hold on to your religion. What's wrong with you? Just stay, stay with what you are. What's happening? Aren't you a patriot anymore? You're hurting the nation. And he's giving them a speech back and saying, you're calling me to disbelieve in Allah and to associate partners in ma laysa li bihi ilm of something I have no knowledge of. Wa ana ad'ukum al-aziz al-ghaffar. And I'm calling you to the ultimate authority, not Fir'aun, the one who continually forgives something Fir'aun can't ever do. La jaram, I swear to God. La jaram, no doubt about it, also means I swear by I swear to God. The thing you're calling to doesn't really have a real call behind it. There's no foundation behind this call. Not in this, not in this world, nor in the afterlife. It's, not, it's fluff. It's spin. That's all it is. And our place to be returned, and our time to be returned, goes back to Allah. And those who go in excess... Those who go beyond limits that are set for them, they're the ones that are the companions of fire. فَسَتَذْكُرُونَ مَا أَقُولُ لَكُمْ Soon you'll be, making, you'll be remembering the things I was saying to you. The stuff I'm saying to you now, soon a time will come, you'll be remembering it. وَأُفَوِّضُ أَمْرِي إِلَى اللَّهِ And I leave my matter to Allah's discretion, in Allah's control. تَفْوِيض To leave something in somebody else's hands. I can't do anymore. I've done my part, I've spoken up. So you know what? This suggests, it seems to indicate perhaps they just killed him. They couldn't have him around anymore. He was a threat. So he was accused of treason and executed. And if, that, if the thing reaches that point, all he can say is, I leave my matter to Allah. In Allah basirun bil ibad. Certainly Allah is in full view of his slaves. So Allah protected him from the plots of the plots that the evil of the plots they had made. Now, who did Allah protect? There's a difference of opinion. One opinion is that even the one I just mentioned was killed wasn't killed. That Allah protected him from the plots they made against him. Others say they got so busy debating with him and the back and forth with him that that allowed time for Musa salam to escape. And Allah protected him, made a shield for Musa salam. Who going back to Musa salam by means of this believer? فَوَقَاهُ اللَّهُ سَيِّئَاتِ مَا مَكَرُوا وَحَاقَ بِآلِ فِرْعَوْنَ سُوءُ الْعَذَابِ And Ali Fir'aun was captured in the worst form of punishment. It surrounded them. النَّارُ Listen to this ayah carefully now. النَّارُ يُعْرَضُونَ عَلَيْهَا Fire it is that they are presented before even now. يُعْرَضُونَ عَلَيْهَا غُدُوًا وَعَشِيًّا Morning and evening. Morning and late afternoon. All the time they are presented before fire. And, wa يَوْمَ تَقُومُ The day on which the hour is established, أُدْخِلُوا عَلَى فِرَعُونَ أَشَدَّ الْعَذَابِ The family of Fir'aun and the following, the lineage of Fir'aun, the descendants of Fir'aun, are going to be entered into the worst of punishment. So when are they experiencing fire? 
on the day of judgment, they're going to be thrown in the worst punishment. But Allah says, even before then, they are being presented fire day and night. Barzakh. This is the life of the grave. They are being presented fire now. Day and evening. And there is no day and there is no evening on, on the day of judgment. It's done. This, this whole day and evening thing is over. Well, this is happening now. This is irrefutable. Irrefutable. That they are being presented with fire. And the Prophet told us, it's either a window to fire is opened in the grave, or a window to paradise is opened. And the breeze comes through, or the flame comes through. They're being put before the fire every single day. When they are going to be making cases against one another in the fire, then the weak among them will speak to those who are arrogant and big. We used to follow y'all. Are you able to make us independent of at least some part of the flame? Can you use your connections that you had all this time to at least get rid of some portion of the fire? Those who are arrogant are going to be saying then, Inna kullun fiha. We are all in it. We're all the same inmates. Inna Allah qad hakama bayna al-ibad. Allah has already passed his verdict among the slaves. Then, since they don't have any hopes with their leaders that are in burning in hell, they turn to the guardians of hell. And they say to them, those who are in the fire say to the guardians of Jahannam, Ud'u rabbakum. Can you make a dua to your master? Because we know we can't make dua, he doesn't hear us. He doesn't even look towards them. Can he lighten, at least can we have one light day? We have all these work days, can we have a weekday, a weekend in hellfire? Where the fire, the temperatures tone down a little? Just one day. We're not asking for a lot. Wasn't it the case that all the messengers came to you with the clearest proofs? They said, I know, we know, we know, we know. But we're just saying. <laughs> then the, the guardian says to him, the guardian say to them, go out and keep asking. And what is the call of disbelievers except that it falls in vain? It falls to waste. And no doubt about it, we're going to aid our messengers and those who believed in worldly life. Those who believed meaning those who followed them in their mission. They took on the mission of the Prophets. And the day on which all the, all the testimonies are going to stand. يَوْمَ يَقُومُ الْأَشْهَادِ Actually we expect يَوْمَ تَقُومُ الْأَشْهَادِ Shahada and جَمْعُهُ ashad. But this ashad is plural, even though it's plural, يَقُومُ is used كَمَا يَقُولُ كَأَنَّهُ يَقُولُ يَقُومُ الْأَشْهَادِ وَالشُّهَدَى The day on which the witnesses and their testimonies are going to stand straight. Just because a witness takes the stand doesn't mean he'll do the right thing. Or he'll remember everything. Allah says the witness will stand and the correct testimony will also be upright. The day on which the, their excuses and their justifications and their rationales are not going to be of any benefit to the wrongdoers. And they are going to have their specific people that will own a curse, the curse. And they have the worst possible home for themselves. We had no doubt given Musa the ultimate guidance. They had given him great guidance. And we had made the sons of Israel inherit the book. 
hudan wa dhikra li ulil albab the role of the book was supposed to be to guide to counsel to give you advice and to give you a powerful reminder for what kind of people people that possess sound minds allah is not just telling us a history lesson he's teaching us the role of the quran the Qur'an is supposed to guide you, counsel you, advise you, and it's supposed to be a really powerful reminder for people that are smart enough to understand and benefit from that reminder. Wasbir, fasbir, then you be patient. Inna wa'adallahi haq. No doubt the promise of Allah is true. Wastaghfir li dhambik. And you keep asking Allah for forgiveness for what you might think is a sin. The Prophet is being told, sometimes you think you've done a sin. It's not a sin, but you think so, you keep asking forgiveness then. The Prophet has such high standards for himself sallallahu alaihi wasallam that if he you know fall, falls short of his own standards he thinks it's a sin. His worst day is greater than our all of our greatest days combined. But for him because he expects so much of himself he considers it a dhamb. Dhamb is an embarrassing thing. Dhamb is something you did that's embarrassing from dhanab tail of an animal. Dhamb also means something that's not bad in and of itself its consequences are bad. The conversation about the dhamb of the Prophet is going to come in detail in Surah Al-Fatih. That's, that's where we're going to deal with it in, in full detail, inshaAllah. When we see that. And you continue to declare the perfection of your master in the, in the late afternoon, between Dhuhr and Maghrib, and early mornings, all times of the day. You continue to declare the perfection of your master. Now, one thing I do want to mention now on this note, is that the Prophet ﷺ is engaged in the message, delivering the message of Islam. This is Makkah and Qur'an. The Prophet ﷺ thinks sometimes he's not doing as well as he should. He's not doing as much as he should. Maybe he could have done better. He see, doesn't see results on the other side, and he blames himself. Allah says, if you think you blame yourself, just keep making istighfar, and keep doing tasbih. But you know what, this is a really interesting opportunity to talk about two kinds of people. Decent people and indecent people. Decent people, when they, they, things don't go the way they expect, who do they blame? They blame themselves. They say, maybe I'm not doing enough. And it becomes an opportunity for them to raise their ranks even more before Allah, they make istighfar and tasbih. To, sh to overcome what they think is a shortcoming. This is a testimony to their decency. Indecent people, when things don't go the way they expect, they blame everything else. The weather, the people, the, the job, the times, the society. The last one they will blame, if at all, will be themselves. They cannot take blame themselves. This is the, decent, the difference between decent and indecent. So the highest levels of decency, the people take the most responsibility for themselves. So you find in public office, somebody is being blamed for certain mistakes. What do you find most of the time? They take ownership of it? Yes, it was my mistake. I did it. I passed that bill, and as a result, this happened. I take full responsibility. Do you see that in public office? No. The more public a person is, the harder it is to take responsibility yourself. The more public you become, the more you want to say, no, actually, there were certain things that happened. My administration, my secretary's fault, and this, this or that or the other. You want to put blame somewhere else. Messengers are in a public position. The more public you are, the harder it becomes to accept mistakes. The more public you are, the harder it becomes to accept mistakes. But the Messenger وسلم, sees mistakes where nobody else can see a mistake and admits to it too. That's the greatness of our Messenger 
Now, now we can move on. In الَّذِينَ يُجَادِلُونَ فِي آيَاتِ اللَّهِ بِغَيْرِ سُلْطَانِ Those who continue to debate in the miracles of Allah, the revelations of Allah, without any authority atahum that Allah has granted them, in fi sudurihim illa kibr. They have nothing but arrogance in their hearts. So there's a contrast between the greatly humble, who hasn't even made a mistake, just thinks it's a mistake, and Allah tells them to do the istighfar and do the hamd of Allah, declare Allah's greatness, and then there's the guy who's full of himself. How is he going to declare Allah's greatness? He's too great in his own eyes. He can't see any, any greatness of Allah because the, the, all that space is taken up by his own self-absorbed attitude. Ma'hum bi-balighihi They're not going to be able to, to reach it. They're not going to be able to get to or overcome the ayat of Allah or the, the truth. Fasta'idh billah Then also some, some say ma'hum bi-balighihi They're never going to be able to reach or pull out that arrogance that's immersed deep inside their hearts. فَاسْتَعِذْ بِاللَّهِ إِنَّهُ هُوَ السَّمِيعُ الْبَصِيرُ Then you continue to ask for the protection of Allah. Certainly He is the all-hearing, the all-seeing. لَخَلْقُ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ أَكْبَرُ مِنْ خَلْقِ النَّاسِ Truly this creation of the skies and the earth is greater than the creation of people. People that are arrogant are being told, how big do you think you are? Kibr from Kabir. Kabir is big. So Allah says, let me tell you what's bigger than you. If anything has a right to have kibr, it's something that's akbar than you. Same root. The creation of the skies and the earth is way bigger than the creation of people. We now know that more than any generation before us. How far into the universe can we, can we see? And you don't even have to have a super you know, micron telescope to see that. You know, or you know, go to the Hubble Space Telescope or whatever. You can just watch a documentary at home of the depths of the universe. How puny it makes you feel. However, most people don't even know. Don't even know that the greatness of the skies is supposed to humble you. It's supposed to get rid of humility from you. You have no clue. How is the one who sees, or the blind and the one who can see, how are they going to be the same? They're not the same at all. You, you see the sky, but you don't see that it's a lesson in humility. And you see the sky and it's just, oh my God, it's raining. The one who is blind and the one who can see. وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ it's the same uh, uh, the comparison between those who believe and those who do righteous deeds. Wal al Musi, the one who's engaged in sin. How little you make an effort to remember. as opposed to tadakkarun, inshallah one day. Certainly the hour is on its way. La fiha. There's no doubt in it whatsoever. However, most people aren't gonna believe. Most people won't be ready for the hour. And your master said to you, Ud'uni, call on me, pray to me. Astajiblakum. I'll respond to you. Those who are too arrogant to turn to my slavery, they are going to be entering Jahannam, hellfire, humiliated. If they're arrogant, Allah will crush them with humiliation because the worst thing for the arrogant is to be humiliated. Sayyid Khuluna Jahannama Dakhirin. Allahu Ladi Jaala Lakumulail Litaskunu. Allah is the one that made night for you so that you can find rest in it. Litaskunu fihi. So that you can find rest in it. So so the room tells us about the wife, Litaskunu Ilaiha. The spouse is made so you can find peace towards her. The night is made so you can find peace. In it. In it. So the time of peace is night. And the place of peace is the spouse. 
Where do you find peace? The spouse. When do you find peace? The night. And it is true even of the Prophet. What's his sakina? It's Qiyamul Layl. That's at night. When's his trouble? When he has to deal with the people, make da'wah to them. That's the day. And he made the day, he's the one who made the day clear. So it's easy for you to see what's going on. No doubt Allah possesses great favor. He's the possessor of great favor showered upon people. However, most people don't, they refuse to think. That is Allah, your master, the creator of all things. La ilaha illahua. No one is to be worshipped and obeyed except He. That now that we're we're getting, you know, making progress in the surah, we're coming back to the original lesson of the surah. Fa'anna tu'fakun. How are you then turned away? How in the world are you turned away? Kadalika yu'fakul ladina kanu bi ayatina bi This is just how those back in the day that used to disbelieve in the ayat of Allah or debate against them, they were turned away the same exact way. History is repeating itself. Jahud, to debate against something when you have no proof, you know you're wrong, you're still debating. Allahu ladhi ja'ala lakum al-arda qararan. Allah made the, the, the land, the earth for you as a place to find rest, as, the play, as a place to stay still. Qararan. And he made the sky for you as a canopy, as a, as a roof over you. And he molded you and sculpted you from taswir. Taswir, to mold something and sculpt something. And he excelled in how he molded you. Not only did he make you beautiful, and you know, when you design something and you take all the budget and, and, and beautifying it, then you have no budget left for anything else. But Allah's budget is endless. He not only fashioned you perfectly, then He provided you from all kinds of good and pure things. That is Allah, your Master. Then the, the, the Master of all nations, of all peoples, Allah is full of barakah is full of the power to increase goodness, is full of, has the ability to bring out the goodness in you. That's tabarak. Tabarak Allahu Rabbul Alameen. Last I'll share with you before our break. Huwal Hayyu. He's the living. La ilaha illa huwa. No one is to be worshipped and obeyed except he. Fad'uhu mukhlisina lahu Again, just like the previous surah. Call on him. Make your life sincerely for him. Mukhlisina lahu Sincerely, uh, uh, cutting out every other motive but he. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Then have a new appreciation for what again? Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. That's how you call Allah. So Allah says, come to me with full sincerity. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. And the believer that, he read, that reads this ayah knows that he's going to be saying Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen all the time. And as every time the believer stands in salat and says Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, because of this ayah, he's going to say, I have to make my life different. Because I'm just about to go before Allah and say, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. The call to change my life now just becomes that one ayah, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Qul inni, oh no, I promised you I'll stop, so I'll stop. I'll give you guys 10 minutes again, inshallah, 10, 15 minutes, and we'll come back and finish up the surah. Barakallahu li wa lakum fil Qur'an al-Hakim, wa nafa'ni wa iyaakum bil ayati wa dhikr al-Hakim. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم قل إني نهيت أن أعبد الذين تدعون من دون الله 
أن أعبد الذين تدعون من دون الله لما جاءني البينات من ربي وأمرت أن أسلم لرب العالمين رب الشرح لصدري ويسر لي أمري وحن العقدة من لساني قولي فالحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين ثم بعد السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته We've reached ayah number 66 of Surah Ghafir قُلْ إِنِّي نُهِيتُ أَنْ أَعْبُدَ الَّذِينَ تَدْعُونَ مِنْ دُونِ اللَّهِ Tell them, I have in fact been forbidden from worshipping those that you call on besides Allah. So you've got this conversation coming threefold. One, they try to scare him into worship. Two, they command him to worship false gods. Three, he has to declare to them, first of all, and he called them أَيُّهَا الْجَاهِلُونَ at that point. But third of all, he's been told to say, I can't do this because it's not a battle of ideas It's like for you. Do you, like, do you prefer this idea or that idea? For me, it's a command. I've been forbidden from doing so. That's the difference between prophets and philosophers. Philosophers can change their philosophy. They can engage in a debate and change their mind. Prophets are, are sanctioned by God. They've had direct exposure to the angel, to revelation. So they don't, they don't come from a point of view, well, I find your argument convincing, and therefore I'll, you know, I'll consider these other gods or other theologies, etc. لَمَّا جَاءَنِي الْبَيِّنَاتِ how can I call anyone other than Allah when the clearest proofs have come to me? مِنْ Rabbi From my master. وَأُمِرْتُ أَنْ أُسْلِمَ لِرَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ And I have been commanded to submit myself to the master of all nations and all peoples. Now, this idea of you know, theology, beliefs, transforming one's life. This is also kind of unique to Islam. In that you have, there's no other system of life at least in which when you believe a set of unseen things like Allah, the angels, day of judgment, etc., etc., that it starts affecting every aspect of your life. Physically, as far as your diet, as far as your clothing, as far as your, the way you speak with your family member, you know, the, your outlook on life, it starts impacting everything. And this is an uslima li rabbil alameen that I submit myself to the master of all nations, all peoples. I mean, compare this for example to, you know, uh, one of the great changes brought about in, in world history, uh, the French Revolution. You guys learned about it in high school, right? People, what were they eating before the revolution? What were they eating after the revolution? What did they love and what did they hate before and after? What did they speak before and after? How did they entertain themselves before and after? Essentially, yes, the political constructs changed. Some major religious worldviews changed. But for the most part, people's lives were what they were. It didn't really like change everything about people's lives. It didn't. It took an aspect of life and transformed it, yes. And eventually that has impact on other things in life too. The same thing happens in the communist revolution, right? People's culture, their tradition, their language, their dietary habits, their family norms, all of that stayed where it is. But then you have this economic scheme that invaded the previous re regime. When we talk about revolutions, then we talk about one aspect or the other changing in life. When the Prophet ﷺ gives Islam to people, and when Islam came into power, especially after Mecca is conquered, what changed? I mean, sure, the economy of Mecca changed, that's for sure. The politics too. The sociology of Mecca changed, absolutely. People, how, the, way interact, the way they interact with each other, the interactions between men and women and people among themselves, and a class society was eliminated. You know, slavery as it was seen before disappeared. So you have a bunch of things that have changed politically, socially, economically, but also emotionally, spiritually, even as far as what they consume, their diets, 
the schedule of their day, when they go to sleep and when they wake up, what they love and what they hate. I mean, everything changed. This is submission. You know? It's, and this kind of change is unrecorded in human history in any other civilization. At the most individual level, all the way to the, the highest, most collective level of society, nobody's ever brought the kind of change, the kind of submission to a worldview that Islam, which calls itself Islam, has brought. And, it, and other prophets we believe in also, but none were given the victory that the Prophet was given, sallallahu alayhi wa and in this complete holistic way. He's the one, in fact, that created you from dirt, from soil, then from a fluid, then from a hanging piece of flesh. Alaqa, aliqa, to be to be stuck, to hang, like the the you know the baby hangs from the uterus and hangs inside the body. Then we bring you out as a baby. Then so that, then, uh, you know, he created you so that one day you can reach your mature age. You can become a teenager. You can become a pre-adult. You can start, you know, sensing your strength. Then some, so that eventually you can also become old people. To reach old age. And there are some of you that die before that happens. Some of you die before you reach old age. But regardless, all of you are going to reach that deadline, that fixed deadline, which is death. Death will come to every one of you. And all of this so that you can apply your intellect. I'm going through all of these phases of life. Is that it? I'm just going to die. I'm going to turn to dirt. And that's the end of me. This incredible creation created with no purpose beyond it. He's in fact the one that gives life and gives death. فَإِذَا قَضَى أَمْرًا Then whenever he decides a matter, فَإِنَّمَا يَقُولُ لَهُ كُنْ فَيَكُونَ Then all he does is say to it, be, come into existence, and it does, فَيَكُونَ أَلَمْ تَرَى إِلَى الَّذِينَ يُجَادِلُونَ فِي آيَاتِ اللَّهِ أَنَّا يُصْرَفُونَ Have you looked towards those who debate about the miracles of Allah, the revelations of Allah? How are they turned away? أَنَّا يُصْرَفُونَ the ones who have lied against the book. Now here's another really interesting thing about this phrasing. Uh, those who've lied against the book, or those who've called the book a lie. You have to be genuinely introduced to the book, and then call it a lie. And whatever we've sent. They lied against the book and whatever we've sent. Now what else did Allah send in addition to the book? He sent a messenger, didn't He? So now like, let's compare... What you and I think we, we tell somebody about Islam, we hand them a copy of the Quran or something, or they read it in the library, or they look it up online or something, and they read some excerpts from it, and that's their exposure to the book. And they say, I'm not impressed, or I don't see what the point is, or I don't see how this is any different from any other religion. That's a completely different exposure to the book than what the Prophet was doing, sallallahu alayhi wa First of all, it was in a language that was completely understood by his audience. Second of all, it was being presented by a character whose moral standing everybody agreed on before he even opened his mouth. He was speaking from a position of validity. We don't have that position of validity, number one. Number two, the ideas were being presented in a context, in, in proper language. The Qur'an in translation, just, in, just as a book you're reading, you may, not, you may or may not understand the context in which something is said. So you may not see its applicability. There's a lot of beauty and a lot of subtlety lost in translation too, as I've been trying to highlight once in a while. Right? So your, our job becomes to, present, becomes to present a living Qur'an to people. 
the Qur'an in discourse, the Qur'an that has to be talked about with our non-Muslim friends and neighbors, even among Muslims. We don't even know the book. So how are we going to tell somebody else about it? وَبِمَا أَرْسَلْنَا بِهِ رُسُولَنَا And whatever we sent our messengers with, فَسَوْفَ يَعْلَمُونَ Then soon they're going to find out. إِذِ الْأَغْلَالُ فِي أَعْنَاقِهِمْ The criminals that were talked about in the surah are now, their punishments will be described. At the very moment when chains are going to be uh, around their necks, الْأَغْلَالُ Those fetters are going to be around their necks. وَالسَّلَاسِلْ سَلَاسِلْ سَلَّا in Arabic, as I mentioned before, is to pull. Pull something out, like the sword is pulled out of its sheath, it's called sal or salla. Okay? Silsila, something that's continuous. Salasil, long link chains that keep on going endlessly. Yushabun, they're going to be dragged on their faces. From it, we get the word sahab that seem to drag along. So slowly being dragged. Filhamimi, thumma finnari yusharun. They're first going to be in the fire, then in the, they're first going to be in boiling water, hamim. Then in the fire, they're going to be put on, put on flames. Then it's going to be said to them, where, how, where? Where are the things that you used to associate with God? Where, where are the things you associated with Allah? Where do they all go? Other than Allah. They said they're lost from us. We can't find them. No, no, no. We weren't calling anything before. I, we can't even remember them. That is how Allah misleads the disbelievers. This is added humiliation to the disbelievers. Before they couldn't stop talking about their gods. And now they're just, I can't even remember their names. That is because you used to party in the earth without having any right to do so. Farh and marh, two words together. Farh means to be overjoyed, happy without justification. And it's, it can be, it's sometimes you can be overwhelmed in joy, but it has to be justifiable. Shaykh al-Sha'arabi, for example, rahimahullah, counts nine justifiable instances and three, or nine unjustifiable instances of farh and three justifiable ones. We, inshallah, one day when we do a detailed tafsir, I'll go through them with you guys. You know, of uh, he, well, how he counts nine uh, on the one hand that aren't acceptable, that Allah talks about in the Quran, and three that are acceptable. This is talking about people who enjoyed the world, didn't, not a care in the world, didn't care about anything else that's happening anywhere else, no concern about injustice, no concern about the afterlife, no concern about their own purpose in existence. You just partied in the land without having any right to do so. And because you went even further in your overjoyment. Marh is the mubalagh form of farh. It's the hyperbolized form of the first. So you went even further. As time went by, you didn't mature out of it, you went even further into your heedlessness. You know, like a hedonistic society, the ultimate goal being pleasure, that's marh. Someone who lives with marh. That's all they want to do is have marh. And then the other meaning of marh also is pride. Like Allah says, وَلَا تَمْشِي فِي الْأَرْضِ مَرَحَ وَلَا تَمْشِي فِي الْأَرْضِ مَرَحَ Don't walk on the earth full of pride. So first, you're just, your ultimate concern is pleasure in this world. And then on top of that, you're filled with pride. أُدْخُلُوا أَبْوَابَ جَهَنَّمَ خَالِدِينَ فِيهَا Enter the gates of hell in which you will remain. What a horrible final place for those who are filled with arrogance. Well, the Prophet is being told now. You remain patient. No doubt the promise of Allah is true. Maybe it might be the case that if we were just to show you some of the things we've promised them, or that we, were take, we would take you away. 
then to me, to us alone, they have to be returned. What is this ayah saying? Number one, we might show you some of the things that we've promised them. Some say this happened at Mi'raj. You know how at the Mi'raj the Prophet was shown certain things? Like a glimpse of paradise and hellfire and judgment day and all of that. So it may be some of the, we'd show you some of the things we promised them. Or even if we were to take you away, even if you were no longer going to be with, with, with us, they have to come back to me anyway. So you should remember that they are dealing with me, not with you. You are simply my messenger. You're not in charge of them. This idea of Allah being wakil. And you just have to be patient and deliver your message. A messenger's job is really hard. Really, really hard. He has to be patient over things that, are pe that people are saying. They don't even realize the kind of trouble they're landing themselves in. And he gets worried over them and stressed over them. And then he starts blaming himself. Maybe I'm not doing enough. We, we saw that. And now finally Allah just says, look, I, you know, we, we, you, even if you were taken away, they have to come back to me. They have to be dealing with me. So they're not denying you. They're not doing an offense against you. They're doing an offense against me. Elsewhere in the Quran, Allah says, فَإِنَّهُمْ لَا يُكَذِّبُونَكَ وَلَكِنَّ الظَّالِمِينَ بِآيَاتِ اللَّهِ يَكْفُرُونَ يَجْحَدُونَ They're not lying against, they're not calling you a liar, they're calling my revelations a lie. That's the fact of it. You didn't come up with this revelation. You shouldn't be offended. Like if I wrote an essay and somebody starts insulting it, then I'm offended because they're insulting my work. When the Quran is being insulted, the messenger is being told, you shouldn't be as offended as I am. This is my work, this is my words. You're just there to deliver them, so you remain patient. وَلَقَدْ أَرْسَلْنَا رُسُلًا مِنْ قَبْلِكْ مِنْهُمْ And we've sent many messengers way before you. مِنْهُمْ مَنْ قَصَصْنَا عَلَيْكَ Of them are the ones that we've told you some things about. وَمِنْهُمْ مَنْ لَمْ نَقْصُصْ عَلَيْكَ And there are so many that we didn't tell you anything about. وَمَا كَانَ لِرَسُولٍ أَنْ يَأْتِيَ بِآيَةِ إِلَّا بِإِذْنِ اللَّهِ And it's not becoming of any messenger at all, throughout the ages and even now, to bring a miracle except by God's permission, by Allah's permission. In other words, people said, you really are a messenger? Show me something right now. Let's see it. Like we read in Surah Al-Qasas, how come he's not given what Musa was given? Where is his staff that turns into a snake? Let's see a bush that doesn't burn even though there's a fire in it. Let's see it. Let's see your hand turn white. Allah says, it's not becoming of any messenger to show a miracle except by Allah's permission. Even the miracle is not something, hey, look what I could do. It's not that. It's given to him to show. And it's not up to him. You can't place an order with him. You know, إِنَّمَا الْآيَاتُ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ in Surah Al-Mulk will learn. قُلْ إِنَّمَا الْآيَاتُ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ They belong to Allah, they're not up to me. I'm first of all not even delivering this message to you because I want to, I'm delivering it to you because I have to. I've been charged with this message. And to fortify this message, the miracles Allah has furnished me with, I don't have the right to just show them to you whenever you want. They're up to Allah to show me. And then He says, show them this, show them this, and show them this. فَإِذَا جَاءَ أَمْرُ اللَّهِ قُضِيَ بِالْحَقِّ When the decision of Allah comes, it will be decided with purpose. This is again a review of the same conversation we've had over and over again in the Quran. And that is when they make a request to the prophets to show us a miracle. Allah keeps talking about previous prophets that were shown things that we know about, like the water parting or the she camel that drank up the entire water, you know, with Salih alayhi salam. With the fire not burning with Ibrahim alayhi salam, but they were still al-asfaloon, they still didn't learn. Allah says, how, how come it didn't help any of the nations that came before? That's, that form of a miracle, that was an opportunity for you to see and say, okay, you know what, believer I am. 
didn't help. Over and over and over again, people went back to their disbelief. And now humanity has matured enough that instead of showing them, they will be given a compelling message to believe in. They'll have to think about this message and use their reason like they do with all other serious matters. I often give the example of, of you know, uh, being stuck in traffic. When you're stuck in traffic, you turn into the, tune into the radio and it says, or you're not stuck in traffic, highway's moving really well. But you happen to tune into the radio, it says three miles from where you are, there's a huge car accident, you can't move. Are you going to take an exit or are you going to say, well, I didn't see it. I'm just going to keep going because I don't rely on this, this information because I haven't seen it with my own eyes. No, human beings, when they reach a certain level of maturity, can tell the difference between news that's coming from a reliable source and the news that's not, the, something that's made up. So you, you should, should verify, is this revelation coming from a reliable source? Is it talking about something that makes sense? Does it appeal to your inner conscience? And if that is the case, then you don't need anything more. That should be enough for you. And then the, you know, the, the proofs and evidences, Allah does not want us to become Muslim with eyes closed. It's a big challenge in our deen. I call to, I call to Allah with eyes open, not eyes closed. It's not blind faith. It's literally a faith with eyes open. Which means we have to furnish evidence, proof, and we have to engage in conversation about the, about the validity of our revelation. About, we have to know, you know at least some basics to be able to talk to somebody about. But understand one thing, and again, though we've talked about it many times, I don't, I, I don't think I can underscore it enough. The first prerequisite for somebody to accept the faith will have to be that they maintain the very goodness that Allah put inside them before they even came out of their mom. The ruh, the fitrah, the decency. If that's gone, then no amount of philosophical arguments will help someone. If there's something of that left, then this message will appeal to them because it, it appeals to something buried deep inside of their conscience that they were born with. That ruh that they were born with. In the modern world, what's the first thing that the human beings have denied is the soul. It doesn't exist. I can't see it in a scan. Right? When you do somebody's heart surgery, you don't see a soul inside. It's just a pump, piece of flesh that's pumping blood. That's the seen human being. There's an unseen dimension to the human being that can't be put inside the seen realm. And that, that part of ourselves, if it's denied and it's rejected, then no amount of evidence will help. So, بالحق, if, if the miracle did come, if the command of Allah did come, their verdict will have been passed. Then, then and there, those people who try to cancel out this message will, will have lost. If Allah wants, He can show you the miracle. But if He shows the miracle now, that means if you don't believe, you are done for. You're finished. You want to see a miracle? How come you don't pay attention to cattle around you that you ride on, that you eat from? And you have so many benefits from these creatures I've made and put to your service. And so that you can put, uh, uh, so that you can reach by putting onto them. You can put that on, on your own chests. And upon them and upon ships, you are boarded on. So you fulfill your needs that you have deep inside your hearts. I, I really want this or that or the other. I'm really craving some ice cream right now. I want to go. I just have this need to have some ice cream. Guess where the ice cream came from? It came from a cow. It came from some, some matter of an am. The needs you and I have, even the fundamentals you, needs you and I have, so many of them are fulfilled by just cattle. Just livestock. You know, I want some soup. I want some salin. 
you know, then, then your clothing, leather, how much leather are we using in our lives? SubhanAllah. <laughs>
And the moment they see our war coming, they're going to say, we believe in Allah. Wahdahu. He by himself. No one else now. Kafarna bima kunna bihi mushrikeen. All the things that we used to associate along with him, we were the associates of, that, that we, we put alongside Allah, we've denied all of them now. We don't need any, any of them anymore. فَلَمْ يَكُوا يَنْفَعُهُمْ إِمَانُهُمْ لَمَّا رَأَوْ بَأْسَنَا Then their faith will not be of any benefit whatsoever. It can't possibly benefit them at that time when they see our war headed towards them. Allah says, another reason I haven't shown you a miracle is my, the only miracle left for you to see now is the Day of Judgment for your physical eyes. And when it comes, you saying, I have faith now won't mean a thing. سُنَّةَ اللَّهِ الَّتِي قَدْ خَلَتْ فِي عِبَادِهِ that is the legacy of Allah, the way Allah does things. That's already come to pass in His slaves from way before. And right then and there, disbelievers are going to feel the ultimate loss. They're going to be placed in the ultimate loss. So that concludes, alhamdulillah, our brief translation of Surah Ghafir. And I just wanted to make a, a, just a parallel from uh, Zumar to Ghafir. In Zumar, Allah Azza wa Jal talked about prophets being brought to testify, and also who else? Ash-Shuhada. And in Surah Al-Ghafir, we saw one of the biggest monologues in the Quran of a believer, who if he professes his belief, knows actually that he's going to be killed. That's why he says, Ufawidu amri Allah, I leave my matter to Allah. But he speaks up anyway, and he defends the, the message of the Messenger We are living in times where we are supposed to be people of courage. It's intimidating. It's intimidating just to look Muslim. Just to look Muslim is intimidating. You're going to get dirty looks at the airport, at the mall, at college, in school. But we have to be people not just that stand up for our faith in our action, in our character, in our behavior. But if the opportunity presents itself, we represent and teach people what our deen has to say. This book is a treasure. And it's, it's supposed to be shared. It's supposed to be given to others. And give, giving somebody, handing somebody a book is not what I'm talking about. بَلْ هُوَ آيَاتٌ بَيِّنَاتٌ فِي صُدُورِ الَّذِينَ أُوتُوا الْعِلْمِ مَا يَخْرُجُ مِنَ الْقَلْبِ يَصِلُوا إِلَى الْقَلْبِ What comes out of the heart goes into the heart. We have to have heart-to-heart -heart conversations with our friends, co-workers, neighbors. We don't have to preach like you become Muslim or you'll burn in hell. You don't have to do that. At least they should know what the book is. At least they should know. So they don't fall under the group of people that Allah says, وَلَكِنَّا أَكْثَرَ النَّاسِ لَا يَعْلَمُونَ Most people don't even know. And that's so true in America then, I mean, I don't know if it's more true anywhere else, but it's really true here. People have no idea what Islam is. They have no clue what's, what is demanded by Islam. Not a clue. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to find out that that horrible crime that happened at the Sikh temple, the guy assumed they were Muslims. I wouldn't be surprised. That's how little, we, we, I mean, we don't know fully yet, but I wouldn't be surprised. Because they just have no clue. Even the ones who hate Islam, they don't even know what Islam is. At least know your enemy, right? They don't even know that. Nothing. My high school teacher, I went to Queens, in, uh, Forest Hills High School. Uh, social studies textbook. A little section on Islam. Muslims worship the moon god, Allah. And that's why when there's a new moon, they celebrate because that's their god. I was like, really? I've been Muslim my whole life. I didn't know that. I'm going to go ask my mama, what, what's going on over here? We never worship the moon. It's awesome. It's in a textbook. Dude, it's in a textbook. And this is like 1875. This is in a textbook. You know? Ridiculous. People have no clue whatsoever.
My, my coworker, I used to work at a travel agency. I've had a lot of fun jobs. I used to work at a travel agency. I used to make salat sometimes at the office. My coworker was a Jehovah's Witness. He turns to me and says, why do you worship that desk so much? Why do you pray that? Is there something in that desk? He's like, no, there's not, nothing in the desk, bro. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. They just don't have a clue. Why not? That's our fault. That's entirely our fault. We have to open our mouth. We have to run our mouth a little bit. Find an opportunity to talk to somebody about Islam. Just bring it up in conversation. Yeah, I'm Muslim. Really? I've never met a real live, real live Muslim before. You know? Have a conversation with them. I, even if I don't need a haircut, I'll go get a haircut from my barber. I just kind of, I'm kind of slowly bringing it up with him. You know, so he's, for the first time, the guy has no idea. He's never left Dallas. He's a true Texan. He's never even left Dallas. Like to him, Houston's the big city. Okay? So he's cut my hair, and he goes, so what do you, you know, what do you teach? I was like, Arabic. He goes, oh, Arabic, yeah. Isn't that what they speak in Korea? I was like, no, that's, no, that's not what they speak in Korea. I don't know. I just, you know. I was like, okay, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. He doesn't know. There's no clue. And they're talking, they're sitting in the barbershop talking about the football game, or they're talking about, uh, you know, they're, they're, a lot of them are vets, so they're talking about Vietnam, or they're talking about something else. Well, you could slip in a little, hey, Muslim right here. You know, I've been to Saudi Arabia. You have? <laughs> Why not? Let's talk about it. Let's have a little conversation. We shouldn't be isolated, and we shouldn't teach our kids to be isolated. This Qur'an, I mean, if you've been following along in this conversation, it seems very obvious. It's not even something hidden. It's so obvious that the Prophet is constantly talking to people who don't believe. And he's constantly talking to people that are really aggressive too. Like they hate Islam. And he's constantly engaged in conversation with them. So much of the Qur'an is this conversation with the aggressive. So much of it. How can the Muslim not take from that? This is what happens when you study the Qur'an, or you don't study the Qur'an, you know some things about the Qur'an that are quoted bits and pieces here and there, here and there. And you don't really know what the conversation of the Qur'an itself is. You know? This, this should have been done a long time ago. Like this just Qur'an is a, just a, even without an explanation, just at least go through, run through the text as a conversation beginning to, what is Allah saying? What is He saying? Without the, you know, the super you know, deep explanation. That has its place. And I'm a big fan of it. But the Muslims even don't even know. They don't even know what it means. What was this conversation like? So I, I pray that you know, as you guys go through this series, it gives you insight on how compelling it is for a Muslim to want to share his faith. Even the one prophet you could quote, that you know what, there's a prophet, he didn't preach Islam. He just quietly, you know, called his family, settled, lived under the king, didn't say a word. We don't see him going out preaching to the people. Who, who am I talking about? Yusuf alayhi salam. And what happens in Mu'min Ali Firaun? What was, in his speech, what does he say? Didn't Yusuf come to you before? Alam yatikum bil bayinat? Didn't he give you clear proofs? Didn't he teach you like, they, the Egyptians remember the preaching of Yusuf And even they said when he died, we never heard anything like that from anyone else before. Nobody will come like him again. That's quoted in the Quran. 
So even the most, he's a prophet, he's not even a Rasul. I mean, by most accounts, we believe he's a Nabi, not Rasul. He's not charged with warning a nation. But when he had the opportunity, two guys come to him in prison, he'll talk to him about Islam. And if he has a bigger opportunity, why not? Why not? Actually, every interaction you see of Yusuf in the surah, every interaction, somehow Allah comes up. It's really interesting. Minister's wife tries to seduce him, Master comes up. Prisoners he talks to, Allah comes up. Over and over again. The brothers come up, well, Allah return me back to you. He can't help but bring up, call people, think about God, think about Allah, think about who He is. And then, that, then there's this other thing, we have, we have to go on an Allah campaign. Seriously. People hate the word Allah. You know how weird that is? People hate the word Allah. Like that's the Muslim God. You know? Christians have been, the Arab Christians are older than other, like European Christians. What have Arab Christians been calling God for all centuries, millennia? Allah. What have Arab Jews been calling Allah for millennia? Allah. What's the word closer to the original Hebrew text and the Aramaic text? Allah. God is German origin. The word God, I'm not saying the word God is bad. Just like the word Khuda isn't bad in Urdu. You know? But the God is no problem. Say it, no problem. Say God, no problem. But the word Allah is not a, an alien word. It's the word original to revelation. It has to be respected. And we have to instill a respect for the word among the, the people we talk to. Well, if we can't even talk to them about Allah, who are we going to talk to them about? You know? So don't be shy to use the word Allah. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. So with that, inshallah ta'ala, I conclude today's session. I know we covered a lot of ground. We're going to have to slow down again because now we're in Fusilat. Uh, and it's also called Hamima Sajda. And then Shura, which is another incredible surah. One last comment about how the transition flows. These two surahs, Zumur and Ghafir, were about the practical dimensions of Tawheed for the person. Fad'ullaha mukhlisina lahuddin was the running theme. It kept coming over and over again. Call Allah sincerely. Change your lifestyle for Allah. Now, when a person has internalized it, they can't help but share it with people. This surah, Fusilat, is going to be sharing the message. You know, the passage, إِنَّ الَّذِينَ قَالُوا رَبُّنَ اللَّهِ ثُمَّ اسْتَقَامُوا وَمَنْ أَحْسَنُوا قَوْلًا مِمَّنْ دَعَا إِلَى اللَّهِ That's going to be this surah. Individually, he takes responsibility to share the message. Now, out. We've, we saw a case study of that in Surah Ghafir, and now we're going to see it full circle in Surah Hamim al-Sajda. Or Fusilat also it's called. Then in surah number 42, well, Muslims, if they're going to do this, they have to work together. And to work together, you have to have shura. وَأَمْرُهُمْ shura بَيْنَهُمْ So we're going to see the collective concern of Muslims and how collect they're going to come together and share the message of Allah. بَارَكَ اللَّهُ لِي وَلَكُمْ فِي الْقُرْآنِ الْحَكِيمِ وَنَفَعْنِي وَإِيَّاكُمْ بِالْآيَاتِ وَذِكْرِ الْحَكِيمِ السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته